There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21-plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all live from the D. Bar Canada at the D. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Midland, producer number nine, so much more than a producer. How you doing, man? You good? I'm doing just peachy, buddy. How you doing? Just working the wheels of steel. I'm working the wheels still. I'm working the wheels still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Handcuffed. (laughs) Wheels of steel. It's like he's Grandmaster D. Uh, On the show today, Drew Densick joins us to talk both National Football League and U.S. Open. We're in the quarterfinals now. Uh, Split the tennis picks for a small profit yesterday. Um, I have nothing today. We'll see if Drew has anything in the quarterfinals at tennis's final Grand Slam. Mark Borchard on Major League Baseball. Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke on Major League Baseball. And there's a fly in my face. Um, other than that, the fly, listen, fly wants to know all about this stuff as well. Uh, we're going to talk some NFL props as well. Last team to, uh, to lose, to, excuse me, last team to win a game. Yeah, last team to win a game. We'll yep. go over that prop as well. After this show today, I'm doing the Megapod. Uh, Who you got on today? Uh, well, it's going to be me, Todd Wishnev, and Will Hill, staples of the show this year. Steve Fezzik will be our first guest of the year. Sort of had to scramble. Yeah, a little bit of a scramble job to get this first one. Can't go wrong with Will Hill. Yeah, normally we put out the Megapod on Thursdays, but week one we'll do it on a Tuesday. We'll get out out of there. So Wishnev and Will Hill remotely uh, all throughout the season. A couple things yesterday. want to start the show. First of all, Clemson loses to Duke by 21 as 12.5-point favorites in this game. Duke beats Clemson 28-7. Um, burn those Clemson Futures tickets, whatever you have on Clemson, uh, to win a national title. That uh, looks to be kaput right out of the box. And uh, this gets back to what we started the show with yesterday, which is none of us knows a damn thing. And particularly in college football, I feel like we don't know anything. We have these preconceived notions of the, uh, of the usual suspects, and uh, not all of those usual suspects are going to get home. And Clemson did not look good. Now, it could have been much different. Um, First quarter, down three to nothing. Robert Gunn, the third, misses a, doesn't miss, gets a 41-yard field goal try blocked. Third quarter, down 13 to seven. 9-11 left. Gunn, 23-yard field goal attempt blocked. Uh, same score, 543 left in the third quarter. This is where it just becomes, starts to become comical for Clemson. First and goal at the Duke, seven. Klubnik fumbles. Jeremiah Lewis recovers for the Blue Devils. Fourth quarter, still down 13 to 7, 14, 39 left. Phil Maffa fumbles. Uh, this also inside the uh, 10 yard line, inside the five yard line, quite frankly, right at the doorstep. Jalen Stinson recovers and returns it 55 yards. Six plays later, the two point conversion, 21 to 7, Duke. 
And then there's more. Down 21 to 7, 822 left. Fourth and seven at the Clemson 49. Klubnik running for the first down. Slides prematurely just before the line to gain. Gets teed off on. Targeting penalty on Duke, but ruled as a dead ball foul. Duke ball. Let's bookmark that and get back to it. And then last insult, 5-10 left. First and 10 at the Clemson 34. Klubnik picked off by Dorian Mousey. Clemson left 20 points potentially on the board with those field goals and those fourth down missed conversions. 20. Uh, and if you're like, oh, well, then they still would have lost 28-27. to 27. No, because as we mentioned, one of those was like a 14-point flip. Um, so just a brutal, brutal outcome for those who had not only Clemson uh, for season-long stuff, but also in that game yesterday. Uh, and I know of at least some people who kept kept betting Clemson throughout, thinking that somehow this would turn, and it just kept getting worse. That play in the fourth quarter, now this has little to do with sports betting, and the game was already at this point again, you know, it was a 14-point game, so I don't know if Clemson comes back anyway. But getting back to that play with 8.22 left, fourth and seven, uh, fourth and seven at the Clemson 49, because a lot of people are troubled by this call by the officials. Klubnik running for the first down. Kate Klubnik running for the first down. He slides prematurely. So where he started his slide was before the sticks, just before the line to gain. Uh, and he gets housed. Penalty called. A dead ball penalty called on Duke. Targeting penalty. Um, and it's Duke ball. And so people are like, wait a minute. How does Duke get the ball at that point? And that is the correct call. That don't, don't be mad at the officials. That's exactly how it should be called. And I heard a couple things from a lot of people. One was like, well, what if that happens on an out-of-bounds play? If a guy goes out-of-bounds and then he gets hit. That's also a dead ball foul. It is. But what, you're, what most people that are having trouble with this get confused is early downs versus on a fourth down. If that's a third down play, Clemson will maintain possession of the ball in this case yesterday. But on fourth down... It is a change of possession because the play is effectively over. It would have been the same thing had it been an out-of-bounds play. Uh, it would have been ruled as a dead ball play. I, I was thinking, was there a precedent for this anywhere? Uh, Wishnev was great because he immediately, because he's got the uh, he's got the Aspergers, so he immediately, no, he doesn't really, but I think he does. We're, we're, <laughs> we're checking on it. Um, he is uh, somewhere. He doesn't really. Somewhere on this. It works for him, by the way. I say it with with uh, only respect because it's, it's a great quality of his. He... He says, remember that play in the playoffs, and he's right about this, between the Rams and the Buccaneers, the year that the Rams won the Super Bowl, so the year after the Bucs won the Super Bowl, the Rams did, and they played in the playoffs. Uh, the Rams were up 14 points with, um, and, and, and the Buccaneers were driving. They were driving uh, to try to cut it to a one-score game. Brady, Tom Brady, threw it to Mike Evans. You may recall this. He was running down the left sideline. It was a fourth and 14 play. Um... The ball fell incomplete. It deflected off Evans to the ground. Fell incomplete thanks to Jalen Ramsey's tight coverage. But safety Eric Weddle, this might re uh, jog the memory, Weddle came in late to deliver a helmet-to-helmet hit on Evans. So it was by rule a personal foul for unnecessary roughness. But because of the football hitting the turf right. off of Evans just before, it was ruled a dead ball foul, and the Rams got the football. And people lost their minds then as well. But it's the same consistent ruling. Now, if you did, I mean, there, there is, you know. Yeah, the play's over. The play's over. The play's over. And, and I didn't see the one last night, Gil, but see, if, it doesn't matter if we're talking college NFL. Yeah. If you're going into a slide, as soon as you start the slide, that's where you're, that's where you're down. Yeah. The, the issue is, like, if Evans had tipped that ball up in the air as opposed to hit the ground, it could have been ruled right, differently. Exactly. Wouldn't have been a, yes. dead, a dead ball foul. 
Uh, and I get it. The issue does lie in the matter of the timing of the football hitting the turf in that case. But really, it's about, um, you know, is it is it consistent with what the NFL is trying to do or what the college football is trying to do in terms of player safety? It, on the surface, it doesn't appear to be, but it is ruled correctly. And so I just wanted to uh, point that out for people. Uh, the other big thing that happened yesterday, and I know there's going to be some who are like, oh, we're going to talk about NL Cy Young again. Yes, we are, because this is fascinating. Uh, Justin Steele yesterday at the Chicago Cubs on the heels of the Giants trying to make Blake Snell the Cy Young Award winner uh, with Blake Snell going six uh, scoreless the other night. And we talked about it with Blake Snell. The walk rate increased. The strand rate increased, and yet he gave up no runs, and his ERA went down to 2.50 against the Giants. Well, yesterday, Justin Steele, I don't know if you saw this day game, he goes eight innings, uh, giving up not a single earned run, 12 strikeouts, two walks. He wins his 16th, with Matt, which matches him with Strider. He also puts his ERA down at 2.55. And all of this is fascinating because we have no idea what these voters are going are gonna to prioritize now. Uh, if it's strict ERA, okay, Blake Snell has it by a point oh, you know, what is that, point oh five over Justin Steele. If it's advanced at, Spencer Strider wins in a landslide. Again, number one in FIP, number one in XFIP, number one in expected ERA, number one in K percentage, number one in K, you know, in, in Ks per nine, all of that. Um, we could be, Kelly, that some of these voters, not all, but some, some are not going to care about advanced stats at all, but some of these guys could, or, or girls, could, could vote this as, as Cy Young as a, as a de facto MVP of pitching. And if they do that, let's be objective about that. Well, Blake Snell is not going to be the MVP of pitching because he took a sucky Padres team uh, and made them suck less. If it's Spencer Strider, he took a really, really good Braves team and made them fantastically fabulous. But they probably still win the division, I think. Right. Right? So by that criteria, if some, and I don't know this to be the case with voters, but if some of them are like, it's the MVP of pitching, Justin Steele's kind of the guy then. It's an interesting way to look at yeah, it. because I don't and, know. And I, I think you're absolutely right. Because he took a team that probably wouldn't have made the playoffs and was enough to push him into the playoffs in yeah. the end. So maybe it's voted on that way. Again, we go to the Tom Tango numbers, which we, again, the most tried and true method of looking at this. Blake Snell is number one at, at his in his metrics at 66.6, uh, followed by Justin Steele now. Justin Steele is number two, and it's really close. Uh, my screen's not updating, so I'll go to the phone. There you go. 64.3 right behind Blake Snell. Garrett Cole then appeals in the, appears in the American League before Spencer Strider's a distant 57.2, and Zach Allen, you could sort of forget about it now at 52.9. There was an ESPN article, ESPN.com article written yesterday, uh, and it polled 17 different baseball experts about any number of subjects. Um, any number of subjects, one of which was this very one, but just to give you an idea as to the different subjects that it went through, uh, you know, will the Yankees make the playoffs? Will they not? It was like 16 said no and one said yes, and then they would zoom down on the one guy. Why do you think they'll make the playoffs? And he gives his explanation. Well, they asked about NL Cy Young, uh, just calling this up. By the way, well, who will finish with the best record? The Braves, 16. One person said the Orioles, so they asked the Orioles guy. When it got to NL Cy Young, they asked 17 people. in, in the First of all, Acuna, 9. Tibet, 7 in NL MVP. Straw poll of ESPN experts. And NL Cy Young, Garrett Cole wins in a landslide. He got 13 of the 17 in the American League. But in the National League, 
This is before Justin Steele's performance last night. Let me do a caveat. So right before Justin Steele's performance last night against the Giants. Oh, the Giants. Strider 6, Snell 5, Steele 4, Gallon 2. So we we have we have no idea. Oh, we, we really have, have a race. It's it's just amazing with how many games you could play in baseball. And I mean we we see the odds. The odds shifting all over the place with every start one of these guys makes. Snell Snell minus 190, Steele 2 to 1, Strider plus 450 at DraftKings right now. Zach Gallon it was fun. 22 to 1. Remember though they pick three finalists before they announce the actual winner. What if Gallon? Like, are, are we so close to the sun that Gallon could actually be one of the three and one of these guys? Sure. Thanks, Justin Steele. <laughs> you really are the pitching MVP, but you're not really a finalist. Who knows? That could happen, too. Fascinating to look at. Drew Dinsick next on Tennis in the NFL. Numbers game. VEASAN. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. The updated NFL betting guide is out now. Throughout the NFL preseason, the VSEN experts have been reevaluating every team to give you the betting edge. Our updated NFL betting guide will have picks from every on-air host, team-specific preseason analysis, how to use VSEN betting splits, and football contest strategies. If you want the best and most comprehensive collection of picks, predictions, and previews, now's the time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for as low as $19 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We get tweets, Kelly. I don't know if you know this. at beating the book. Uh, New York Mess 16. Gil looks like he's in the newsroom with a breaking story. <laughs> What's new? <laughs> hey, Update you don't know. on a breaking story. You don't know. It could happen. We've been tracking all morning. FIBA World Cup action. Actually, where are we at? USA. You got the, you ninety-five got? to fifty-eight. USA over Italy. You got the old timey voice going. <laughs> you and J, you and JVT, the only two humans who are tracking this game. Hey, big one tomorrow, Canada. Let's go. Charlie D, USA number one. He says, uh, "Welcome one of the uh, welcome week one of the NFL season on the road to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas." Jimmy the Greek is smiling in his heaven sports book. Evan Klein. Uh, let's see here. Oh, he's just telling us he has a different uh, handle. Okay, thank you, Chris Heath. Uh, is that bumper music or is that the casino track? Not sure how I feel about this. Bon- Bonser Wolf, live betting Duke saved my day. Ditto for uh, Zhang Shin win. Keep them coming. Yeah, that was a good win for us yesterday. Uh, Mark Geiger, liking my plus 950 on steel that I got last week. That's the thing about these Cy Young numbers, too. You could have gotten steel at a great number days ago, a few days ago. Uh, LFC title records. I think the yacht rock in the background is slightly more distracting than the jackhammering at the South Point. I bet a, I bet a certain sushi restaurant is near silent at this time of day. And finally, Stephen Vegas, 
Uh, oh, I'm reading them all. Hey, I was just wondering if you guys are taking any music requests during the 7 a.m. hour. <laughs> People might be winding down and need a slow jam to help them get to sleep. This is like a uh, live resume for Gil on Music Plus Betty. Uh, yeah, it's the ambiance. Day two, we're figuring out some kinks still. Day we'll put it two. that. We got some kinks we're still working out. By the way, I failed to mention um, we're at uh, we're on DK Network as well here. That's right. Uh, and it's almost as if we're in an entirely different studio. It just feels almost. Like almost. Uh, Drew Dinsick is kind enough to join us, regardless of where we broadcast from. He's the host of not one but two broad uh, two podcasts, rather the Deep Dive, which he does with Andy Molitor. That's Dinsick Classic or NBC Sports Bet the Edge. And if you recall last week. He was doing the old corporate flex in front of the NBC building in New York, fresh off his U.S. Open tour. How you doing, Drew? I'm great. How about you? Doing very well. How was your U.S. Open experience? Was it everything you imagined it to be? Oh, yeah. It was more fun than I than I was expecting. And uh, I, I got back and I immediately started planning next year's trip. Uh, I feel like I kind of got my feet under me now. I know sort of the, some of the tricks, uh, some of the tips, some of the stuff that really kind of helps make it uh, an especially awesome experience. But uh, those first couple of days when there is tennis matches, you know, it's a fire hose of tennis and you can basically see, um, you know, any player that you want, uh, you know, on any court. It, it's it's pretty uh, unique and outstanding experience. I like so, that. Uh, fire really, hose of tennis. Yeah. What What is your yeah. single biggest U.S. Open pro tip for anybody who wants to attend? Mm, train in and out on uh, the seven train in and out of Manhattan is an absolute, uh, that's, that is a, 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 a key. Um, I think, uh, you know, go, go light on the, uh, on the adult beverages. Uh, it's a long day. Um, you know, you can take, uh, take a, a, a one pouch little sack knapsack with uh, a phone charger <laughs> and, uh, uh, and binos. Uh, bring some binos and a charger in a little one one pouch knapsack, um, and wow. uh, you're pretty much good to go. But uh, yeah, I would get there at, at when gates open uh, and uh, just you know see as many matches as you can throughout the day. There are a couple of spots that you'll learn if you go to the grounds where you can kind of sit high up in a grandstand and see three courts at the same time if you got your binos. Um, and uh, definitely make an effort to see the grandstand. Definitely make an effort to see a match on court 17. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, you know, the, the, the main show courts, uh, Louis Armstrong was awesome. Uh, loved the vibe there. That was uh, that was quite cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen a match under the lights at Arthur Ashe, then you're missing out on something special. That was a spectacular answer, Drew. Spectacular answer. A very thorough guide to the uh, <laughs> to the U.S. Open. Uh, do you have any? First of all, the tournament's been good for you betting wise also. Oh, uh No. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you started strong, uh, I, didn't you? The first day oh, or two. Man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. First four. First four days were just nuclear hot, and match by match, in general, has been strong. Um, but uh, I gave it all back and more uh, with the eagle loss to Ostapenko. Yeah. Um, that one. That that one hurt um, spectacularly. <laughs> it was bad. Um, didn't help that the college football also did not go my way. Uh, a handful of info tips that I had um, did not matter, did not help. <laughs> so uh, overall, it was a weekend. I should have just, uh, you know, should have just kept the accounts cold uh, and I would feel much better this morning. Um, but uh, no, that, 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 that one was, uh, that the specifically the Eagle loss hurts. Uh, I had a big position on her to win outright, um, and, uh, added, added a bunch live cause I did not, I just didn't sense that that was going to be the end of the road for her. And, uh, it, uh, still is kind of a shocker. So did, did you um, get the feeling, you know, again, this is for those who missed it. Iga, Iga Shviatek, the number one player in the world, not only does she get, uh, 
knocked out by Yelena Ostapenko and, and doesn't make the quarterfinals, but 75 straight weeks at number one, which, again, only two players in history have ever gone that long at number one in their first run at number one. Uh, that is no longer. Did you just get the feeling that all of the challenges, right, Sabalenka was on her tail the whole year to get that number one ranking. Do you just think that it finally was, it's, it was too much. She had defended it for as long as she could, and that was all the pressure, because she really seems to feel all the pressure of everything. Yeah, no, without question. Um, in the same sense that, uh, you know, the, the pressure of the match winning streak that she had going into Wimbledon last year, I think, uh, kind of cost her. Row. 37 in yeah. a row, yeah. That cost her uh, a shot at Wimbledon last year, and I think certainly the um, you know the the specific uh, you know nature of the race for this year and Sabalenka's you know getting getting the better of her in that race probably good for her in the long run to kind of you know overcome this. But without question, I think the uh, the pressure was a factor and. I don't know. It was uh, it was just unexpected because I felt like she was building uh, in you know the the quality of tennis I saw from her at this tournament and really throughout the hard court swing. So it's it's a, it was a shocker. Um, and you know, clawed a little back uh, with Sabalenka yesterday against Kasatkina. I don't know why the market cannot price that matchup correctly. Um, Not a good matchup for Kasatkina at all. It's it's so bad. Yeah. It's so it's yeah. so bad. Uh, um, and, I'm, uh, I'm sort of the opposite yeah. of you. Like I started, so I had two one and three days to begin with. But then I've, I'm only like a unit and a half down on matches. Uh, if Vondras, if uh, Vondrasova wins her quarter, then there's no loss on the on the futures either. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this wash of a tournament almost for me in the end. And I just feel like there's a lot of players like Sir St- like who could imagine Kirstea getting this far. I couldn't. Um, uh, Zhang, although I had her yesterday, sort of all of a sudden now has finally decided to reach the potential. There's a lot of that going. On. <laughs> do, you, do you have anything today? Anything? Any bets today? Because I don't. Uh, I do not. I. Ha- I am uh, not close to market on this Coco Golf price. Um, I and again, like you know, Ostapenko wants to ruin my week. That's fine. Um, <laughs> oh no! I'm at, I, what I'm could at minus wrong? three. I'm at minus three eighty five for Coco here, and I don't even really feel like this is an unmoored position, an unmoored take because these players played in Australia, and Coco was like minus four hundred in that match. Yeah, and. I get it. Like she hasn't been like on like killer mode here. Um, and a number of the other, you know, a number of the other Americans, uh, you know, Jess Pagula in particular, like, yeah, the pressure does seem to be affecting them. Um, and maybe that's a factor here, but, uh, I think Coco Goff is far superior player and in better form. And, uh, yeah, I laid the price. I don't think it's worth laying the handicap or the two zero cause for whatever, reason she's making a little bit of a mess of some of these matches but um i really don't think that she's at risk of uh of upset here and so yeah you know i'm gonna, with, gonna, I'm gonna, with gonna, you gonna, i'm with gonna you. go back to the well there yeah i, um, I didn't play it but if yeah. there's if value is value and uh, drew lays the wood on a coco's minus 263 price there uh nothing on mukova kirstea what about the men's side no, I think Mukova Kirste is perfectly priced. I would expect Mukova comes through, but uh, that looks right. Um, and then on the men's side, I have uh, a little bit of Tiafo three one. I think as that match goes deeper, it becomes you know clearly more at an, an advantage to Tiafo. Um, ben Shelton serving lights out and probably you know wins enough to take this to maybe the first couple sets go to a tiebreaker or seven five ish. Um, and I would expect that's a longer match um, in terms of games played. 
but overall, I think the uh, the price is, uh, is reasonable on the money line there. And then uh, Fritz Djokovic, same story. I, I mean, the last handful of you know head-to-heads we've seen between these two players have been so lopsided in favor of Djokovic. I don't know what Fritz can do to turn that around. Um, you know, he pretty clearly, uh, you know, has a, you know, a specific ceiling in terms of his quality of play. And, uh, I don't think it's good enough to beat Djokovic. So, uh, more interested in tomorrow's, uh, price for how is that Zverev Alcaraz match shape, uh, you know, that market shapes up and, uh, similarly Medvedev, I think is a good value over Rublev. So more interested in the men's tomorrow. Yeah. I took Vondrasova already tomorrow, just hoping that her shoulder's okay. She had to pull out of the doubles. Um, so we'll see. She's a dog against Maddie Keys. Uh, Drew will join us for another segment because he's kind enough to do that kind of thing. His week one NFL plays, what he has bet already, what he is waiting on, how deep does he get into week one, how aggressive does he get, or does he hold back sort of the humility of how much do we really know. That's next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get rewarded before you ever place a bet with the G Bank Visa Signature Card. Unlike other credit cards that decline sports betting transactions or treat them as a cash advance, the G Bank Visa Signature Card can load directly to your favorite sportsbook apps. You'll earn a 1% cash rewards on gaming and sports app loads every time and 2% on other purchases. G Bank Visa is a card designed for gaming and sports fans everywhere and works with apps like DraftKings, BetMGM, and Caesars. To learn more, go to G.Bank slash VSIN. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin live at Bar Canada at the D. I would read y'all. I would read y'all's tweets. Everyone's a comic today. All right, we'll request Jimmy Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville for Drew's appearance. We'll do that as well. <laughs> Taking requests. By the way, one eight hundred KML jams. All your requests. I'll try to get them all on before the end of the love zone today. Uh, Drew Ditzik. <laughs> Drew Ditzik uh, joins us again from uh, his lair in Long Beach in the LBC. Week one, Drew of the National Football League. First of all, how pumped are you for this? And how many bets do you already have for week one specifically? Uh, boy, I got a lot. Um, the first bet, I'm, I'm extremely pumped. Um, the schedule makers gave us so much to chew on yeah, for week did. one. Yeah, they did. Um, don't look at the schedule for week two or week three. Don't, uh, don't do that. Don't do that yet. Might scare us. Yeah. There's some bad ones, man. Yeah. Like Sunday Night Football week two is like Pat's Fins. I think Sunday Night Football week three is like Raiders Steelers. Like okay. there's some dogs on the primetime schedule as we go. Yeah. Uh, go down the uh, the rest of the month of September. But week one is the opposite. It is very, very fun week. Uh, they really did a nice job here. I made my first bet uh, for week one on June 30th. <laughs> I went to check this out because I was oh, wow. just curious. Okay. Um, I put a little, uh, little two-team parlay of your commanders or your Washington football team, whatever we're calling them nowadays. Um Parlayed uh, minus six and a half with uh, under forty uh, against the uh, the Cardinals and uh, sitting on a teeny little bit of little slice of CLV there, but basically just was banking on uh, some of the uncertainty surrounding the offensive situation in Arizona, which but apparently you, you couldn't have known figured, though, right? Like you couldn't have known that it would be no. Josh Dobbs in the end. Yeah. I I, I figured we would uh, have this resolved long before now, and it is, uh, it, it is it, as of this moment, uh, Arizona has not named their starting quarterback. I assume it will be Dobbs, um, but uh, yeah, things are a mess out in the desert and uh, not a great uh, soft landing to start your season against a commander's defense that has one of the best front sevens in the NFL, if not, you know, you know, top 
clearly top three in my opinion in terms of defensive line there. So, um, yeah, really a, a good matchup for Washington to get to get a little, uh, uh, you know, early season blood. But uh, I think Commanders are probably going to be an interesting sell week two as they turn around and go to altitude and uh, playing in Denver. So. Uh, fun little potential for you know if the commanders really do flex on the cardinals uh you can maybe uh maybe sell high on them a bit uh next week all right so let me just say this before we move on to your next one Uh, you know we talk about how none of us knows anything moving into a week one we think we know but we don't know uh sure much let's not let's not say anything we don't know much um but with the Cardinals, like, do you ever remember, I don't want to be prisoner of the moment, but do you ever remember such a blatant sort of announced tank job by an NFL team before the season even starts? Uh, I don't. <laughs> this is pretty, uh, this is pretty unbelievable. Um, I don't even really have them as, the, I have them as the worst roster in the NFL as currently, uh, you know, with, with, with these question marks at quarterback. I think once Kyler Murray comes back, there's a case that they're, you know, they're still bottom five, but not quite the worst. <laughs> so I don't know if that's faint praise, but <laughs> there's uh, this is a mess. And uh, yeah, I, I, I just I think there's pretty re- reasonable expectation on the Cardinals right now, the way the market's rating them. Um, but uh, yeah, with you kind of mentioned the uncertainty swirling in general. And you asked a question about my my overall approach um, to week one betting. Yes, uh, I it's it's year by year. Some years I have some very sincerely held opinions where I'm like, man, I am off market to the good on this team and to the bad on this team. And boy, oh boy, is this week one spot a great way to really kind of just put my, uh, you know, put my opinion on the line. And there's really not many of those this year. Um, so whereas in years past, I would have some, you know, some specific positions in week one that were like a little bit like uncomfortably large because, you know, it goes two ways. Uncertainty can be your friend if you, you know, happen to have, you know, a, a proper, a correct, a directionally correct rating uh, on a couple of teams. Um, and so there are definitely some of my favorite kind of bets in years past have been early season betting. Um, if your prior is better than market on a team, then, you know, you, you can absolutely uh, have a field day week, week one, two, three this year. I don't see at least week one. I don't have a ton of that. Um, I'm looking at uh, kind of a more dispersed uh, allocation of bankroll for week one this year. I think I have smallish bets on six sides and three totals so far um, of the bets that I've made. The one that is probably the biggest edge is um, the under for Monday night football. Um, Bill's jets is sitting around 46 and a half. Uh, I caught it at 47. Um, I think that's off by a lot. Um, and this is kind of one where I'm fine kind of putting my, uh, you know, you know, putting my money where my mouth is, I guess. Cause I just, I don't see that this jets offense is going to come and light the world on fire out of the gate. And I make the bills defense, one of the stronger units in the NFL. Like this is a top five, two top five defenses to me. Um, you have some questions about scheme with Buffalo that, you know, are, are going to be tough to answer, but Buffalo certainly has not lit the world on fire playing against this amazing Jets defense the last handful of times they've played them. So, um, I think that's going to be a really, really close, low scoring game. Uh, wouldn't shock me if that doesn't even break 40, honestly. Um, but, uh, 46 and a half is still a fair play to the under, in my opinion. I think anything better than 44 is, is a bet to the under there. And, 
uh, you know, because it's the Monday game, maybe it's not getting quite the attention that it will once we get closer to uh, uh, to kickoff there. But uh, of the numbers that I made for week one, that one's the one that really stands out. The sides are all pretty close. Uh, the only one that I, um, you know, that I really kind of was surprised by was uh, getting four and a half with Seattle against a Rams team that I think is pretty, pretty weak. Just for giggles, what were all the rest of them, even if they aren't quite there right now? What were all the what? Even if the numbers aren't quite what they were when oh. you bet them, but just let's hear what they were. Sure, sure, sure. So uh, I laid three with the um, Atlanta Falcons against Carolina. Uh, I laid, uh, um, I took uh, under uh, 44 with Houston and Baltimore. Um, laid four and a half with Seattle. Um, I laid, I took uh, six points with Tampa Bay. I took three points with Miami. Uh, I bet the money line with Pittsburgh against San Francisco. Um, I put, t- played over 41 um, in um, Tennessee, New Orleans. Uh, and uh, I like the, uh, I already said the under on Houston, Bal- Houston Baltimore, and under on uh, Buffalo, New York. Uh, uh, so that's let me, six, let me six just, sides and three totals I bet so far. Let me, let me throw out a, a game. The, what was not mentioned there were the Patriots and the uh, Eagles. Kelly and I, just, just asking for us. Um, we immediately, knowing that road favorites are not the uh, the road to glory or the road to riches, we immediately said to ourselves, like, wow, the Eagles are only three-and-a-half-point favorites here against the uh, the New England Patriots. And then we've heard smart people like Dr. Bob say his only play of the week was when the Patriots were plus four-and-a-half. You steered clear entirely of that game. Why? Actually, I didn't. I, did, I forgot. Oh. I did bet the Patriots. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, so, actually, Sorry, there we go. You bet the Patriots. Okay. What, tell us what's behind that bet. Uh, I think the Patriots' defense is incredible. Um, I think they match up well against the Eagles specifically. Um, I think the uh, the loss of coordinators for the Eagles is potentially an issue early in the season. Yeah, um, I be. think. You know, I look at an Eagles team that I'm very, very high on this offense. I think this is the best offense in the NFL, if not the best in top two. Um, and I think they'll, you know, they'll threaten for most points scored. I think they'll, you know, they'll definitely be in the playoff mix, if not winning the NFC East. I think they're getting in as your best wild card in a weak NFC. Um, but early in the season, I would tip the uh, the balance in, of, you know, in, in terms of um, just overall strength here in favor of the Patriots defense with this particular matchup. Um, I think the Eagles defense is taking a step backwards in terms of personnel this year, particularly their linebacking core. I worry about their run stopping ability against this Patriots team. That's probably going to have a pretty balanced attack, if not a run heavy attack. Uh, I can see the Patriots doing a little bit of keep away here, uh, keeping Jalen Hurts on the sidelines, putting the Eagles in a spot where they have to come back. I think if this was a flat three, I would have walked away from it entirely. But if you're going to give me more than three points with the Patriots, then I, I, uh, I think that's a fair play. My proje- my median projection for this game, by the way, is um, yeah, Philly by three. So uh, I think anything more than three is is a bet on the Patriots. All right, and if you were on the Megapod, which I'm doing after this show, and you will be at, at some point here in the early season, if you're kind enough to join us for the Megapod, which you're always uh, certainly kind enough to do multiple times a year, what is the game that you want absolutely, or maybe it's games that you want absolutely no part of? Real quick, we got 20 seconds. Honestly, the answer is going to be the same for me over almost every week, and it's the Colts games. Um, wow. I, the Colts offense, to me, could be electric or it could be miserable, uh, and it probably will be both uh, because the uh, uncertainty around quarterback play and just kind of the highs and lows that you can expect 
uh, with Richardson this year are enough to make those virtual coin flips in my mind. So, okay. um, I know there's been some pretty heavy betting on the Jaguars. I, I, I mean, that's I, the, right. somebody may know something about the uh, Shaq Leonard situation. Maybe he's not going to play. I got to run uh, through. Colts, Colts are the wild card to me. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Teasers next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbersgame, spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. The best Thursday of the year is coming up, and it's all about NFL opening night. Football is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is hooking new customers up with a can't-miss offer to celebrate. Place your first $5 NFL bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Don't wait till kickoff to get in on the hype. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VEGAS. New customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5. That's code VEGAS only on DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. It's teaser time. Oh, Kelly, you got a little teaser bumper there. Nice. How about that? Um, Let's do a little teaser talk before we get into specific games here. One, it's week one. Everybody slow down. Slow your roll. Don't go teaser crazy. Is that the, that the proper initial Yes, PSA? I think it is. Yes, I think That's it is. As we talk about yeah. road favorites and a lot of the things be careful with week one, it's a, the, the general tip, right, is there's a lot of craziness that happens week one. We don't know these teams as well as we think we do oftentimes. Yeah. So essentially what is a teaser? You are parlaying two teams. You're just getting points with it. So I don't know if I'd be going crazy with – parlays, teasers, any of that kind of stuff, week one, week two, until you really got a better feel of what these teams look like. We often refer to Wong teasers on this show. We've done so for many, many years here on this show. I felt like we were the only ones who did it back in the day. Now everybody talks about Wong teasers. Uh, Stanford Wong is the uh, pseudonym of a gentleman by the name of John Ferguson who wrote a book on sports betting many, many years ago. And what he identified was the most plus EV teaser legs now, without getting too deep into it, a lot of this is total specific, um, but generally what he's referring to, uh, the three legs that have been the most plus EV through the years in the NFL are those that can get you through key numbers in three instances. One, both home and road dogs of between one and a half and two and a half. That way, when you tease those numbers, and we're talking about six-point teasers here in general, that'll get you through the three and the seven to seven and a half or eight and a half. So home and road dogs of between one and a half and two and a half points tease upward through the three and the seven. And then the other one is home favorites 
of between seven and a half and eight and a half points that you can tease downwards through the seven and the three to two and a half or one and a half. It does not apply to road favorites of that number. That is not one of the plus EV legs. Now, I do want to again just just buttress the caveat from before. In reality, these are total specific. So the reason that we don't talk about teasers, say, let's just take it to an extreme, in the NBA or in or in college football is because intuitively, and you don't have to really know math, right? Intuitively, you realize, oh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of volatile scoring in the NBA, uh, and there's a whole bunch of volatile scoring in college football, much more so, though we didn't really see that this weekend, quite frankly, but much more so than there is in the National Football League. And so what that should tell you is, therefore, again, intuitively, that the value of each of those individual points is lessened. But in the NFL, when totals are down the value of all of those points is magnified. And particularly when you put it through those key numbers, it becomes magnified on steroids. Does that make sense to everybody? I hope so. Kelly Bidlin, is that okay? Oh, I think you explained okay. it perfectly. Okay. Yes, I mean, if you think, right. yeah, bigger total, regardless of the sport, bigger total, that single point's going to mean less, yes. right? So yes. that's why we only talk about teasers. We you, we don't even talk about them in college football because usually the totals are are larger than the NFL. Okay, so then with those two, with one with one explanation, the caveat at the beginning, the caveat that you shouldn't go too crazy on these in week one because again, and by the way, don't take me literally on this when I say we don't know nothing, that we don't know a thing. Uh, what I'm trying to sort of provoke is, yeah, you might know a couple things, but there's inevitably going to be some team or teams that surprise the heck out of you, and you're going to realize, oh wow, I knew nothing about this specific thing. But here would be the Wong or Wong-ish, if you will, <laughs> Wong-adjacent, because I see one go. that yeah. is not qualified completely. <laughs> but here are the ones that Kelly Poetic licensed. Kelly threw these out on the board. Yep. The Steelers as two-and-a-half-point dogs against the Niners. Well, that would be a great home Wong teaser leg, because you can tease that up through the three and the seven. Uh, that would be appealing to a lot. Now, the Commanders doesn't qualify exactly as one, because that's right on the seven, so you wouldn't be going through uh, both the seven and the three, but essentially you would be just teasing the commanders to win this football game. And so that's why I would assume Kelly puts that on there. Yeah. Uh, Browns, two and a half point home dogs against the Bengals. You could tease them up through the three and the seven to eight and a half. We're talking about six point teasers here. Um, also, I want to put the caveat in, as Bill Krakenberger has told us a million times, make sure the juice on these is correct. Yeah. Bill's never said that. Never. Has never he ever said, said that? He's never said that on this show. Come on. I'm going to get crack here, see if he's said that before. <laughs> so let's ask. Uh, if, yeah, if they're minus 140, they're minus 150. No, stop playing them. Uh, Packers are one and a half-ish. Kelly puts ish in there. Yeah, uh, yeah we're seeing mainly ones right now. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, we'll see how this, this thing's been moving all week. I wouldn't be surprised if a little bit more Bears money comes back in and you get an option. He's, yeah. a, he's anticipating, teaser. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Packers, you could tease uh, potentially, potentially. Through the three and the seven, Jordan Love and his uh, opening day starting debut at the Bears. And then Monday Night Football. Uh, boy, oh boy, on, a, uh, on the heels of hard knocks, this begins the Jets' first six games of the season gauntlet. They're at home against the Bills. You may not want to take them straight. You may not want to take them on the money line, but you may want to tease them. You could tease them through the three and the seven to eight and a half. So, Kelly, the question then becomes... First of all, will you have a teaser in your account this weekend? I think I will, but it's only going to be one, and it's not going to be big, and it's those top two uh, on the board right there. I think it's Steelers Commanders. Yeah, so you're not going to – Steelers Commanders. Yeah. All right, you jumped the gun on me. So Steelers, I actually think you're right. I think the Steelers 
is the most appealing of all those legs. Because we can all remember in our mind's eye, no matter how mediocre your opinion is of the Steelers. And mine's pretty mediocre. I've unders on the window. I mean, how many how many times on, on an opening day, I feel like we've, it's been multiple times where we're like, well, I don't know what the Steelers' offense looked like, but their defense and special teams won them this <laughs> game, right? Um, Steelers up their eight and a half. I think I'd bite on that. Yeah, and then, look, this is a, especially if we're talking the Stanford one teasers, like, I mean, it's a low total. We're talking 41 on the total, yeah. 40 and a half and 41 on the total. Um I think obviously that helps you out even more. And, yeah, San Francisco's got, you know, what the quarterback offense, you know, right now is a little bit up in the air, a little bit more questionable than I would think it's going to be later in the season. So if you were going to go against them, I'd rather go against them now than when they are probably in form six weeks into the season. So, yeah, I I haven't made it yet, Gil. But, yes, I think it will be a Steelers Commanders teaser for me. Just smaller ones. There's, there's, there's a few interesting things to this. One, while I say that that's the teaser leg I think yeah. I like the best, if I were to ask it a different way and say of those five, talking about Steelers, uh, Commodes, Browns, Packers, and Jets, which is the leg that scares you the most? That if I told you, oh, only one of these failed, would the answer also be Steelers and 49ers? <laughs> because I don't know. I it, Um. For me, it's ah, this is unfair because Burrow, I guess, is still up in the air. But yeah. if Burrow was playing, assume that if Burrow for this playing, conversation, yeah, that would the Browns Bengals one scares me the most. That would scare you the most. Yeah, even though you know it's it's a home division dog. I mean that that's you know pretty attractive in situations like this. But now I think that's the one I I want nothing to do with. Um, let's just make this clear. Also, like we our buddy Matt Brown, mm. who. Uh, who hosts shows here at Visa is Kelly's co-host at Long Shots and will join Fridays. us yep. every Friday this year um, for not one, not two, but three segments to talk nothing but NFL with us. Um, he loves, and I'm not saying he's doing this week one, but was, as we get deeper into the season, he's a very aggressive feast or famine better. It works for him. He'll take one of these legs. Oh, yeah. Yep. And he will match it with multiples. Yep. And that way, he's sort of guaranteed a, not guaranteed, but he's likely to either have a very big weekend or crash and burn entirely. That ain't happening with you this week, right? Oh, not no, not, not at all. And, yeah. and, and I'll, do, I'll do similar. I'll key in a couple teasers usually around one team. Uh, you know, it, it dep- totally depends on the week in the game. you got to love that game for a teaser leg. And I'll oftentimes do that too. But you're right, Matt is... At a much more extreme, you're going to see him tie in four or five, you know, four or five different teasers into one team. Sometimes you're going to see that when we talk on Fridays with him. But yeah, I, I'm interested to see what he has this week teaser wise. I'm guessing it's not going to be much like he can us. Rain himself back. Yeah, in. I think he'll rain himself we'll, back in. We'll find out on Friday. If it were me, I, you know, it, this also immediately jogs in your head. Okay, wait a minute. Now it's the NFL season. Let me just get rearranged. Uh, you're going to have multiple things. Some of us, a lot of us are going to have multiple things going on. So if I said the same thing you did, right, if I said Steelers Commanders, which sounds reasonable to me, the uh, Cardinals in tank mode, if ever there was a must-win situation in week one, this is it with the commodes. They don't win this. Good God. Um, (laughs) But as I say that, then I think to myself, okay, but then I got to my survivor. I'm not going to use all of them on the Commanders. I'm only going to use probably one Maybe two at the most. My real hope is that the commanders crash and burn. So do I really want to teaser with them? You know, all of that stuff starts to go through your head. Yeah, totally. um, That's what makes this time of year fun and just a complete uh, sort of uh, brain meld happening inside of your cranium. 
Um, for those who are on the DK Network, Dan Lebetard is next. For those who uh, want to continue watching us here on a numbers game, Kelly and I here from Bar Canada at the D, we continue on VSIN, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Coming back with Mark Borchard on baseball next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.